Greetings to all my cool cats and cool kittens. They try to copy our style, so they stay frostbitten. You are now tuned into the sounds of CFRE 91.9 FM and on the World Wide Web at CFREradio.com. It is your man, DM Cool, and welcome to The Cool. What we doing? Tricky question on your TV, even on the radio. Pop up at our blog spot, and on my way go. We invading airwaves. We're everywhere, invading airwaves. Hold up, why them haters mad? Ain't no stopping us, ain't no topping us. They be watching us, we so prosperous. Ain't no stopping us, ain't no topping us. They be watching us, we so prosperous. Yes, yes, yo, welcome back to the show We got a whole lot in store for you tonight But first, is my man, Big Crit with Catalactica Only on Cool Radio, yeah Never dead, can I let him die? Pitch ball, true ball, 15. But I had to go and get two more. What's up, get buck, straight dunk killer. DJ Boot with a pole in the middle for the edge of the rest of the flexible beats. See how far these flexible gifts pull up the show of the focus. The door ain't typical when they get open. Hold up, he ain't never been sky high. Swear I could have died when I had to my ride like four or five times. No parachute, but it jump for the loop. Hawk a look at the roof when I feel like feel like Pouring on the screen, two holes on the scene. Tongue kissing, you would think my will die. Can I let, 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 can I let, 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 let. Too early for the hook. I shoot up at the top without pouring for the bass and the trunk. They keep a nigga shush, kept a no crush Tell a bitch, look, how I the wheel in the crisis Holy behind us, my index was grinding her pussy Like right with no time and I think I'm the nicest of all oh, 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 That's the way I feel Crawl, 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 your real We all, I'm way out of here, don't get lost I come in peace from somewhere unique, have no fear Sound that sonic boom that bang 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 
place that shake your baby mama crib Pardon me if I phone home for thousand miles away from where you at If you ain't holding back, I can take you with C-A-D-I-L-L-A-C-T-I-C-A 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 C-A-D-I-L-L-A-C-T-I-C-A-K-R-I-T forever Hold up, nigga. them hit that new spot real quick called More Grease Than Beef. Nigga, see what they hitting all around this bitch. I heard they got some five biscuits, too, though. Yeah, they be giving them hoes away. They don't want no giving away biscuits. Yeah, man. What happened? Welcome to More Grease Than Beef. What can I get for you, man? I want a number one, my nigga, but uh, I don't see what it is on the menu, man. Run that shit down for a player real quick. Oh, you want the number one? Shit, bro. The number one come with two sides. Shit, you can get some private or some famine. And, bro, if you don't want that famine, no say you can always get some low self-esteem or a biscuit. Nah, I'm good on that, my nigga. I'm good, though. Say, bro, I know you want to take some food home to your baby mama. You gonna get it a Plan B meal. It come with a free DNA test, two bitch-ass niggas. Shit, I can get a biscuit. Best part of all this is already prepared for you, bro. This shit been sitting here all day, waiting on you. Hell no. Hi, this is Jennifer Coolidge. The American Heart Association says the disco song Stayin' Alive is the near-perfect beat for hands-only CPR. If you see a teen or adult collapse from cardiac arrest, you only need two steps to help save a life. Call 911 and push hard and fast in the center of the chest to the beat of the song Stayin' Alive. Disco is back and it's saving lives. To learn more, go to heart.org slash hands-only CPR. Nationally supported by the WellPoint Foundation. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. You are now tuned to the sounds of CFRE 91.9 FM and on the World Wide Web at CFREradio.com. It is your man, DM Cool. And welcome to the one and only the coolest show that you know on this network right here. This one is called Cool Radio. Oh, you didn't know? Your ass better call somebody! That's right, tell a friend to tell a friend because we are live right now. So make sure you get the people to know what we're doing right now. Uh, later on in the show, we have recording artist Christina Pajon in the building. So keep it locked for that. She'll be coming around the 8.15 minute mark. You already know how we do. Um, but before we get to all that, um, you guys already know how I do. Um, I have some stuff to get off my chest, you know, some weekly grievances that I want to share with you all. So with that being said, I think it's only right that it's time to let that ish breathe. Let this bitch breathe. Yes, yes, yes. You already know how we do. Um, So I was on Twitter. Well, I'm on Twitter every day. Who am I kidding? But on one particular day, um, you know, I was following um, Megan Cody, uh, the co-host of the Peter Cash show on Flow 93.5. And uh, basically, she posted a question on Twitter as to whether or not uh, men should pay on the first date. So, first and foremost, shouts to Megan because she followed me after that when I made my response. Um, my response is this, and I feel like a lot of people's heads are going to explode, both men and women, so brace yourself. But I personally don't feel like a man is obligated to pay on the first date. No, oh my God. 
That's probably what's happening right now in the minds of both men and women who do not agree with me on this. Now, hear me out. Hear me out before you start, you know, whipping out the pitchforks and the shotguns and what have you. Um, I'm going to speak from the perspective of someone who's in their 20s, all right? Now, whether in your early 20s, your mid-20s, or your late 20s, your 20s is a period of time where you're building in your life, where you're trying to build your foundation so that when you get to your 30s, you have a little bit more of a sturdier foundation to rely upon as you continue building. So whether you're a student, whether you have graduated and you're in that limbo period of having your degree but looking for work, or whether you've actually attained your career and you're still just getting started, or if you're taking a break from school, whatever the case may be, you are probably in the roughest patch of your life because you're trying to get yourself asserted as an adult within society. Now, having said that, I feel like both men and women should be equally understanding of that, and one shouldn't be pressured to do something over the other just because of gender roles and what society tells us to do. So my opinion is this. Even though we are both on a date, you know, me as a man, you as a woman, at the end of the day, we are both sacrificing our time to get to know one another if this is like the first date, basically. And if I choose to pay for my own meal and you do, you do, you do so the same, then I don't think that should be any problem. If anything, we're both breaking the ice by just getting that out of the way. And also, if anything, let's say if it comes to a point in time where we're on the first date, we're laughing, we're chuckling and everything, and then the bill comes and then we both pay for our own separate meals. Let's say we decide to go on a second date. Let's say, for instance, I decide to cover the date. And then on the third date, if there is a third date, you decide to cover it. That's fine, too. All I'm asking for in this democratic society that we live in is some equality. And equality goes both ways at the end of the day. You can't just call upon equality when it best benefits you. And I feel as if a lot of females, a lot, not all, but a lot, let's be honest, a lot of them like to cry out equality like the boy who cried wolf when it's advantageous towards them. And I think those are the ones who kind of have this whole idea of paying for the first date misconstrued because it's chivalrous of a man to do so. No, it's advantageous of a man to do so because let's say if you don't like him and it's that first date, that could be the only date and you get away with getting your free meal. Let's be honest. Like this is the game we're talking about. So I feel as though the women who kind of take advantage of that, so to speak, they need to take a thousand to 15 seats because it's not cool. Because at the end of the day, I am taking my time to get to know you, and you are the same. Now, if, it, if it's to a point where I am saying, hey, I want to take you out on a date, that's completely different. Now the onus is on me to cover both of us. You know what I'm saying? So you have to be careful of the verbiage that one is using in that regard. But even if a girl said to me, I want to take you out on a date, I'm going to assume that she's going to you know, cover me. She doesn't have to, but I'm assuming that because of the verbiage that she's using. It. So, again, let's keep in mind of what to say, what not to say during a date. And at the end of the day, who cares what society says? We're both hanging out. We're both having a good time. And we're both just eating at like Jack Astor's or something. It's not like we're, at, we're in the middle of York, Yorkville eating a, a steak dinner. Like, it's not that serious. I think the people who take it too seriously are the ones who watch too much Nollywood films or the ones who watch too much Love and Hip Hop or Real Housewives or whatever, you know, ass town city that they're in. So it's not that serious. That's all I'm trying to say. So at the end of the day, when it comes to the first date, let's just split the bill like Moses party in the Red Sea. I don't see what the problem with that is. Do you agree with me? Do you disagree? 
Hit me up on Twitter at DM underscore cool or cool underscore radio and let me know. And once again, shout outs to Megan Brody, sorry, Megan Cody, pardon me, Megan Cody of uh, the Peter Cash Show on Floor 935. You already know. Now, when we come back from commercial break, we got my homegirl Christina Page on in the building. We're going to talk music and we're going to talk a whole bunch of other things. Uh, but right before we get to that, we need to play some uh, Canadian content as I like to do on a regular basis. And this week is no different. This one comes from my man Rich Kid representing Saga City. And this one is called The Valley. So keep it locked. This is Cool Radio. And I'll be right back after these messages. Yeah. I'm aged as a motherfucker, motherfucker, motherfucker. And your pics looking fine, bitch. Just a wasting time on these other suckers. Till I come around with the pine ridge. Now take her to the valley. 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 What it is, what's one? It's like one in the morning. I see you about that late night call. And if you taking a bet on me, go all in. Cause you've been flopping for a minute now When are we gonna get around and do what we've been talking about? Cause we've been talking for a minute now I don't have any time for all these shenanigans Cut it out You say you love my discography It's like audio pornography I'm the only one to get your speakers wet I guess you do believe in monogamy <laughs> Let me speak first Some of these MCs need work I don't know what they stand for They should take a seat Take seven days to write a 16 week verse I'ma put on some clothes though You better have one roll though I remember how them jeans fit tight And that booty so right But remind me with a photo Oh, you sending it over for me? Yes Soon you'll be bending over for me Just keep talking that with no draws I'ma be there quicker than police for response calls Sure, you're a goon, what's a goon to a goslin'? I'll be the first to say my weapon is superb Doing speed limit back streets, killing all them curves Look at this, you sending me explicit pics I'm wheeling and looking at porn, what a perm I'm driving illegally while I'm texting you I'm risking two tickets to get next to you Inspecting you, one-on-one flexing you You put the rest to test, is what the best could do Step into your office like I'm doing business with you Got the address, now subtract the dress, ooh Boo, I got the Henny and some Phil's wishes I'm coming to break your back, bitch, six positions I'm being real, she think I'm acting when I flirt I think I'm real, just so happens I'm a jerk I can't fuck just anybody, I know my worth Some girls are elevate, just I'ma run you through the dirt Giving me FaceTime, she wanna get hurt I'll murk that, she'll be thinking about birth Make a dry humor chick laugh when she squirt Pulling up in front, about to put this vagina to work I'm like a miner at work, I'm digging, searching for treasure She thinking I'm Chilean, I'ma be in it forever, no Sorry, Superman no whom the daddy is And I ain't leaving here without don't
around with the pine ridge. Taking a break from my new TV land sitcom, The Soul Man, to talk to all you moms out there. My character Lolly is a mom too, and she's pretty fierce when it comes to protecting her family. But all moms need to remember to take care of themselves too, especially when it comes to heart disease. It's the number one killer of women, but you can reduce your risk through healthy diet and exercise. So spread the word and take care of yourself. Find out more at GoRedForWomen.org. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. You're now tuned into CFRE 91.9 FM and on the World Wide Web at CFREradio.com. It is your man, DM Cool. And welcome back to Cool Radio. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we have our special guest for the evening. She said, you know, before she got on the air that she might be running a bit late, but she even saying that to throw me off my game just a little bit, but it's cool, though, because your boy stayed prepared, you know what I mean? But nonetheless, ladies and gentlemen, as always, we have someone very special coming to the booth right now. Uh, she is a well-versed in hip-hop, R&B, EDM, whatever sound that she can put her her vocals on she will kill it in a heartbeat and i guarantee that and she is well versed in the arts from from music to dancing ladies and gentlemen i am so happy and excited to have this lady on my show in front of me in studio right now she goes by the name of christina passion christina <laughs> welcome to the show hello hello thank you for having me uh thank you for being here if you want to do me a quick favor just step a little closer to the mic so we can hear your lovely voice there we go almost we got it almost yeah those wheels are a little squeaky there we go there we go but uh, how are you doing though how are you doing i'm doing awesome all right, I'm glad great. to hear that. And yourself? Oh, I'm doing very lovely now that you're here. <laughs> <laughs> I love that smile on your face. <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you. I, I got it from my mama. Well, <laughs> let's start off. Let's start off, man. Um, what inspired you to uh, start singing? Well, I started singing actually from a very long, uh, young age. Mm-hmm. But uh, initially, I, I was actually writing poetry. Um, and then I, I started actually singing Broadway. Mm-hmm. Um, I was with CML Music, mm-hmm. uh, Canadian Music League. I did a few competitions when I was a lot younger. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I just decided to take my poetry and turn them into lyrics. And then from there on, I just took it as an artistry mm-hmm. and became an artist. Absolutely, absolutely. And when did you know that Like this is like your passion, so to speak? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what? It was, um, 
it was actually uh, rather recent. I, I really decided, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this kind of full time and mm-hmm. put all my effort into it. Um, at first, it was kind of a hobby, mm-hmm. uh, but I'd say about four years ago, I was really like, you know what, this is my passion. This is what I want to dedicate my life to. Mm-hmm. And it must have been very difficult because of the uncertainties that that may come with it. Like, you know, what if I don't make it, or how much money am I pouring into this? So, did any of those like doubts ever flood your mind as you're making that conscious decision? Um, you know what? Of course, I think it, for every artist, it, it's kind of like a roadblock or something that that comes in the way in the mind yeah. when you when you start to think like, you know, am I going to be successful at this? Mm-hmm. Um, but from what I thought it was just. You know, I just want to show how much passion I have for music. Mm-hmm. Uh, fame is not really the goal. Mm-hmm. It's more just, you know, making a living off what I love to do. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, whatever roadblocks come my way, I'm I'm willing to break them down. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing right there. You pointed it out. Um, fame. A lot of people who get into this industry or just entertainment in general, like the first thing they think of mm-hmm. is fame. And I feel like that could be a deterrent if that's like your only goal. Do you feel the same way? Yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you have to have a passion for music, period. Uh, fame and, you know, the money is glorious. Don't get me wrong. It's it's something that you, you should aim for, shoot for the stars. Mm-hmm. But... Um, you'd have to be realistic as well for yourself um, and mind yourself that, you know, it's it's just sharing the music, mm-hmm. at least for me. Yeah, that's what the goal is. Absolutely. Now, who are your early influences growing up? Early influences, uh, early, early influences. Um, the Beatles. OK, OK. That's different. <laughs> um, I like that. Yeah. The Beatles, um, Avril Lavigne. Um, Celine Dion. Mm-hmm. I have a wide range and diverse. Oh yeah, definitely. In music. Like you just went from zero to a hundred from Avril yeah. to Celine Dion. So I love it. Yeah, Canadian but, uh, as well too. I'm noticing as well. <laughs> yeah, a lot of them are Canadian artists. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so you know, a kind of diverse range of of artists that, that influenced me as as a kid. Absolutely. And like, do you have like a like a favorite sound, or is like everything just kind of like? You know what? I really don't. I just it's kind of just whatever sounds good, whatever mm-hmm. really hits the soul, um, what I can relate to or what mm-hmm. I can vibe to. Yeah. Is is uh, what makes me kind of interested in music. Mm-hmm. So like, if you if someone were, to, were trying to describe what uh, Christina Pazion's sound is like, you know, what would you tell them? I'd say that um, it's a a mixture of a bunch of different sounds. Mm-hmm. Right now, that is, um, as I mentioned in an earlier interview that I had, uh, that's really my struggle right now. I'm trying to find my solid sound because mm-hmm. I can relate to so many different ty- types and different sounds that I, I'm trying to create something that's almost unheard. Yeah. Um, and take different genres and piece them together. Mm-hmm. Now, <clears throat> I was taking uh, again at your profile not long ago, and it says that like you kind of started off with like EDM, um, and I noticed like over the <clears throat> pardon me over the last couple of years that EDM has been like the popular sound uh, w- within pop music. You know, so right. do you feel like uh, even though that is your lane as well as many other sounds, do you feel like you're pressured into kind of following that lane, or just do you want to do whatever you feel like doing? It's funny that you actually say that because. Um that's actually the reason why I started with House because it was a lot of people's opinions telling mm-hmm. me like this is what's marketable, mm-hmm. this is what's you know sellable, mm-hmm. uh, this is what will make it on radio. And you know, at first, because I was new to the industry, I was like, yeah, you know, 
I want to I want to showcase it in that form. And then mm. I realized over performances that mm. I wasn't so comfortable because I didn't feel like it was I was really expressing myself and mm -hmm. really the messages I want to come across in my lyrics. Mm -hmm. So that's when I kind of took a step back and I started dabbling into like R&B, mm -hmm. acoustic sounds because I felt like that really expresses me a lot more. Yeah. And I like how you describe that story as well, because I felt like uh, like listening to your story just now, it made me think of uh, when Mariah Carey first started off and she was mm -hmm. more into the pop stuff in the early 90s. Yeah. But by the mid 90s, she kind of, you know, got in tune with her soul, so to speak, and basically dived into hip hop and R&B. She never looked back and she was yeah. pretty successful after that. Yeah. So it's definitely a good move to follow your heart, as I always say, especially when it comes to this business, because you never know what some people may like. It may just be what you like. And at the end of the day, like you're going to be true to yourself. You're going to be true to your listeners. And it may give you more listeners in the meantime, because people may be bored of hearing the same old thing over and over again. Right. Uh, let's keep it moving now. Uh, so apart from singing, uh, you have a background in dance as well I do, yeah. uh, so how did that start off for you um when i was four i started ballet mm -hmm. um i didn't stick along with it for very long i was doing it for about two years mm -hmm. um alongside that i was dancing contemporary mm -hmm. and taking a little bit of hip-hop but where i really stream from is contemporary mm -hmm. i love that form of dance the freedom of expression the movement and and motion um and now recently i've actually started latin ballroom okay which is complete opposite of contemporary. It's very formative, very linear in your structures. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to keep perfect posture. Very disciplined from what I'm hearing. Very disciplined, mm -hmm. very disciplined, uh, especially indifference compared to contemporary. Definitely. But um, that's where I come from. And I'm also a Zumba instructor. Okay. Uh, so, you know, the whole fitness, I'm, I'm all for that. Uh, yeah, fitness absolutely. dance, totally fun, totally, mm -hmm. you know, a great way to and get yourself in, in fit. In, in, in shape. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You sound like a coach right now, actually. I think I should sign like a membership or something like that. You do like a men's class or like what? <laughs> now, let me ask you. Um, so you're so immersed within the arts. Yeah. So like what is it about like the arts in general that has you so encapsulated within it? You know, I'm, I think it has a lot to do with how I was brought up mm -hmm. um, and what was around me. I was always constantly around music. Like mm -hmm. my mom, like she was a, she was a model herself when she was younger. Mm -hmm. Um, my father's a DJ and a photographer. Mm -hmm. Um, so it was, I was always surrounded by the arts, the music, and yeah. freedom of expression. Um, so I think it, I kind of clinged on to that as I was growing up and yeah. it just became a part of me. Okay. Um, I'm no mathematician or anything like that. So, you know, I stick with the arts. That's what I'm good at. Trust me, I stuck with the arts and I stuck with journalism. That's why yeah. I did not want to do math, okay? <laughs> Leave that to my dad. Yeah. Now, um, do you have a project in the works right now? Um, I, right now, um, there's a lot of things kind of going on. I'm actually forming a band. Um, okay. Because I, I'm being asked from different outlets to start live performances and yeah. i think um, a, a live band would really complement my voice so that's mm -hmm. something in the works as well as i'm hoping to release an ep at the end of the year mm -hmm. which is going to be a compilation of a lot of different things a lot of different sounds mm -hmm. uh, as well as i mentioned in an earlier interview i i'm just trying to see what my fans gravitate towards yeah because uh, i have such a diverse voice and my lyrics especially mm -hmm. so that's pretty much the the general 
Yeah. So okay. you're basically almost like playing the field in a sense, I yeah. would say. Yeah. It's kind of like uh, Bruno Mars, actually. I remember he came out with his mm-hmm. album, uh, what was it? Unorthodox Jukebox. Yes. And it had so many different sounds. You had yeah. reggae on there. You had pop. You yeah. had R&B. Mm-hmm. So I think that's uh, that would be like a, like a good... Um, source of like inspiration to look at as well because mm-hmm. right? we see how successful this guy has gone right mm-hmm. so i've uh, heard also um a lot of artists kind of that's that's something that they face in early in in their career mm-hmm. um trying to to find who they are as an artist because absolutely. they're getting constantly pulled between mm-hmm. you know like their publicist or you know like the marketers mm-hmm. or, and then them, themselves and their fans so mm-hmm. That's something I'm dealing with right now. Exactly. Yeah. I just say let artists be themselves. Like that's the most simple way to break it down, I would say. Mm-hmm. Now, Christina, we're gonna get into all that good stuff later on. Awesome. But I'm not sure if you know, but over here at Cool Radio, we like to play games with the guests. Oh okay. right? we, we like go. to we like to make the people feel comfortable, <laughs> like to let them know what kind of personality our guests are working with. So all right, all right. with that being said, are you ready? I think I'm ready. All right. <laughs> You're as ready as you'll ever be. Um, so two games we got. So the first of two, this one's relatively new to uh, Cool Radio, but it's been a success nonetheless. So this one I call uh, Cool or Uncool. So let's hit it real quick. <laughs> okay. All right. So the track I have playing in the background is from a popular mid-90s hip-hop group called Diggable Planets. And this is their hit single, Cool Like That. So it's only right that we use this as the background. Okay. But nonetheless, here's how the game works. I'm going to give you a bunch of uh, scenarios. And you're going to let me know whether they're cool or uncool. And if you want, feel free to elaborate on your reasoning for whether it's cool or uncool. You dig? All right, let's do this. So the first one, uh, David Guetta, cool or uncool? Cool. All right. Uh, Dead Mouse, cool or uncool? Cool. All right. Uh, Guido's, cool or uncool? <laughs> Personally, uh-huh. uncool. All right, all right. All right. What, too, too much hair gel? Yeah, it's just the whole image itself. I think it's a little bit too much. Uh-huh. Yeah, I totally doubt Diversity. Yeah, no, right. Yeah, <laughs> it's cool. here, right. Right. <laughs> All right, we'll rock with that. Uh, so that kind of leads you to my next scenario. Um, Jersey Shore, cool or uncool? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> cool. You know, what? <laughs> you know they're cool. They're cool. They're cool. Yeah, they're cool. cool. Okay, okay. You were struggling with that one, though. Can you, can you elaborate well, why? I think I think they're just a little overrated. Okay. Just a tad, you know. Um, but I won't lie, I'd be I'd be a hypocrite if I say it, if I said that they're uncool because I was a follower of the show. We, we all were. It was a good show, you <laughs> yeah. know. Willingly or unwillingly. Uh, of course, you know, I got a chance to actually meet Polly D. He seems like a pretty good guy. So. Uh huh. Cool. You know what? He seems like the only person on that show that actually had something going for himself, you know? He was a DJ, and that's legit. Yeah. Everyone else was like, yeah, you know, I'm the coolest on my block. <laughs> <laughs> I go to, yeah, I, I go to the gym all the time where I tan and laundry. I'm like, okay, and what else? <laughs> oh, man. I mean, as much as I hated their personality, sometimes I couldn't help but watch. So, guilty pleasure, as I always say. Yes. Uh, that leads me to the next scenario. Reality TV, cool or uncool? Hit or miss. Okay, okay. Um, elaborate, please, please. I'm curious. Well, it really depends. I mean, like, it's uh, it's really about like this, the theme or what the what the reality TV show is about. Okay. Um, now if it's just like, I mean, uh, I'm gonna have to say cool because for majority of the part, it is interesting. You know, a lot of 
people, they focus a lot of time and energy towards it. I personally don't watch a lot of TV. Yeah, So I too. can't really give my full opinion. I'd be biased uh-huh. if I said not cool, but let's just go and say cool. It is what it is. <laughs> Why not? Um, and it's funny that I'm um, about to mention this one because you just kind of walked in when I was talking about this. Uh, splitting the bill on the first date. <laughs> cool or uncool? I'm cool with that. Okay. I'm cool with that. Okay, she gets a cool job. Ladies. Cool. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> uh, so what's your take on, you know, the pressure, so to speak, on the man having to pay for the first date? Like, what's your deal with that? Well, you know, like I was mentioning to you personally, I'll yeah. say on air now. Um, yeah. If it's something like what you mentioned, you know, like early 20s, you know, people are trying to build themselves yeah. and it was an agreement to both go out. It was a mutual decision. Yeah. And yeah. You know, split the bill. It's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, if you if you really are for the person, then you'd be willing to build with that person and yeah. know that it's not going to be like that forever. Exactly. Right? But um, it all goes with your expectations, too, as a person. You know, mm-hmm. some, some people are a little bit more kind of... Pretentious. Pretentious, you know. Don't don't be afraid to say it, girl. I myself, I myself, you know, I'm a little bit more open minded. Now, if it if it comes to the point where it's like, all right, we've been dating for like, you know, two three months. Yeah, like a hot minute. It's like okay. a different story but exactly yeah and i and, and like i was saying earlier like i wouldn't mind if you know on one occasion i pay for the date but on the next occasion you pay for the date yeah, as well right you know, it's, it's like, like it's like that quote that I, I you actually have it on your instagram it's uh oh do i it's like uh no gender roles yes we both hustle ah! we both cook we both clean ah! we both pay for this stuff ah, i totally agree with that ah she was totally paying attention to my gram <laughs> you already know okay there we go love it now um, for the second game, actually, this one is a mainstay on the network. We've been playing this game for two years straight, two years Damn. of counting. Um, it never gets old. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this one is called I'd Quit the Game. So with that being said, let's uh, drop that real quick. Every second, every minute, man, I swear that she can get it. There you go. There you go. Turn up, turn up. <laughs> now, in an alternate universe, you are the eligible bachelorette. All right? Okay. So you are... Wheeling, dealing, kiss, stealing, jet flying, limousine riding, all that good stuff. Okay. However, there comes a point in time where in every man or woman's life where they've got to quit the game. They got to settle down, have the kids with the mm-hmm. white picket fence and the tire swing, apple pie cooling on the windowsill, <laughs> all that good stuff. The, uh, the Spud McKenzie dog, you don't know how that goes. So if you had to quit the game for one of these two gentlemen that I have handpicked, who would you quit the game for? Oh, no. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, no. Uh-huh. <laughs> now, before I ask you, um, do you, do you watch the show Power by any chance? Okay, that's fine. That's fine. That's cool. Because I was going to freestyle that one. But nonetheless, I already <laughs> had one's plan anyway. Um, would you quit the game for actor Channing Tatum? Or would you quit the game for recording artist Jake Cole? The choice is yours. <laughs> as I sip my tea. <laughs> Any of my business. <laughs> um, okay. Um, you know, I'll be real with you. Okay. Like, uh, physically, I'm probably more attracted to Chan Tatum. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, but I think that um, on like a on like a business level and everything else, you know. 
uh, emotionally, I'd probably click better with J. Cole. Okay, okay. And, uh, <laughs> damn, that's a hard one. Right? <laughs> that's a hard one. I had to think about this one, too, because like, who do ladies Ooh. love? <laughs> so, overall, your answer would be... I'd have to say J. Cole. Hell yeah! Score one for hip-hop, ladies and gentlemen. We got one! <laughs> All right. That's that's a good answer. I ain't mad at that. Um, ladies and gentlemen, we got Christina Pazion in the building. Or Passion, Passion, pardon me. Christina Passion in the building. <laughs> and before we go to commercial break, we're about to debut one of her songs on the air for us. And this one is called Memories. So before we get into that, can you tell us about this? Sure. Uh, memories, you know, it's it's what's instilled in our minds. It could be happy. It could be sad. It could put a frown or smile on your face. But it's what's left in, and a mark um, of what you've done and who you are in this world when you're gone. Absolutely. And with that being said, we're about to get into it right now. So uh, keep it locked. And when we do come back, we have Trip Talk. All right? So uh, once again, keep it locked. This is Cool Radio. We'll be right back after these messages. Yeah. Open up your eyes and make 
something to smile about Keep you wondering Cause Memories Memories can be Kind of funny Yes, yes, y'all, welcome back to the show You're now tuned into the sounds of CFRE 91.9 FM And on the World Wide Web at CFREradio.com It is your man, DM Cool And welcome back to Cool Radio I still have the lovely and talented Christina Passion in the building Say what's up You already know what it is And it's time for that segment, people It is time for Trip Talks Let's Three topics in three minutes. Uh, basically, we're going to be talking about the latest and greatest and, you know, what happened within pop culture, hip hop and everything in between. So with that being said, let's get right to it, shall we? First off, <clears throat> there is a gentleman by the name of John Astor White who is suing Danny Strong and Lee Daniels, who are the producers of the hit TV series Empire. Now, he is suing them for a whopping $500 million because he claims that he had the idea of that show first. Um, basically, his idea revolved around similar, uh, <coughs> pardon me, similar um, politics that happened within the show and that he had been pitching the series since 2007. So he's trying to claim that he had the idea first, but the funny thing in this is that there are other people who are claiming that their ideas were similar to that. Like Marvin Gaye third was claiming that he had a show similar to this that he was trying to pitch as well. And also, even the man himself, Diddy, was saying how this show looks as if it's loosely based around his life. So, with all that being said, Christina, what is your take on this? <laughs> Honestly, like, I think, like, you know, once a good idea is formed... Everybody wants to come up with something similar to I've been saying this. Go on. <laughs> no, but it's true. I mean, you know, whether it's original or not, it's like if it's good, people are going to say, you know, oh, I had this idea mm-hmm. or, you know, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> like if the man feels offended, there should have been some kind of, I don't know, like patent it or something yeah. like that yeah. you know with his idea initially mm-hmm. um if if he knew it was so good that it could be you know mimicked or or kind of copied exactly in, in the future exactly um so to come out now and kind of say something like that like i mean there's so many there's so many tv shows and 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 you know reality tv shows that that kind of copy other things that we've exactly. seen before yeah. um so it's kind of hard to debate that out mm-hmm. um and once again, I think that he, he should have put his name on it if, if that was something that he was that was going to arise in the future. Exactly. I mean, that's like me writing a song and then not having a copyright and then having someone else, you know, take the lyrics and everything exactly. and me trying to sue. Because at the end of the day, I look as if I have no credibility whatsoever because this person, I've never even heard of this person before in my life. So not I'm not sure either. how legit his claim is, but I can only assume that had this show not taken off the way it did, I don't think he'd be crying out wolf and saying, hey... I was the one who had that idea first. Yeah. It was me. It was all me, me. But at the end of the day, what do I know? That ain't none of my business. Just some that. 
Pinkies up, people. Pinkies up. Uh, let's keep it moving, shall we? Um, so, The Biebs is back in the news. Justin Bieber himself. Now, he has been uh, living in captivity, uh, we should say. Uh, however, he has made headlines today. Uh, because, Well, not today, but this week, rather. Because um, he is now being banned from doing live interviews. So, his PR management team is basically saying how all the interviews that he's going to be doing going forward are now going to be taped because they don't want to risk him a saying something crazy and b having news media outlets just go bonkers over what he said next so they're so they're uh, monitoring what uh people are asking him and also what he is saying as well um christina what's your take on this (laughs) (laughs) um I think that's kind of sad. <laughs> I think it's sad because, you know, as an artist, you should be able to compose yourself mm-hmm. um, and, and know what to say and know what not to say, mm-hmm. um, especially when you're live, uh, such like this. Yeah, yeah. Um, especially with, you know, his fame and where he is right now. Um, he, I mean, despite all the stuff he's already done to him, himself and mm-hmm. his reputation, um, mm-hmm. you can still collect yourself and know, okay, you know, it's time to debut myself differently or yes. show myself differently. And the fact that now his live interviews has to be withheld is, is mm-hmm. once again, it's sad. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think though, um, for an <laughs> artist at that point, it's like, Oh, any publicity is good publicity. Yeah. I've never been one for that. I don't believe in that, but, yeah. um, Hey, I guess it'll only help him <laughs> at the end of the day. Yeah. You know what? It, it may as well come to this point because yeah. nothing he has said has made any good of himself within the last two years, I would say. I I mean, pissing in mop buckets, spitting on photos of Bill Clinton, egging people's houses. What are we, 15 now? I mean, I don't want to give him the uh, Michael Jackson, I never had a childhood treatment because I think that's just a cop-out at the end of the day. Um, So I feel like whatever this gag order is, so to speak, (laughs) I think it's going to be, like you said, it's going to be more beneficial for him because... Now you're not going to be caught looking like a jackass if you say something stupid. Mm-hmm. So kudos to his management team on that because <laughs> it looks like they're managing the situation yes, they are. the best that they can. Like they I thought I was going to have something snarky to say about this, but once I actually think about it, it's like this is the best thing this you can is, do oh, for yes. him right now. Yes. Until he's old enough to, you know, you know, take himself out of the uh, the uh, the teat, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> I think he should be okay. <laughs> you know what? I just I think maybe he was introduced to stardom too early, um, which yes and no, you can argue, but yeah. um, you'd think that at this point in his career, he'd feel uh, already used to it, or he'd be conformed mm-hmm. to how to be or an act um, yeah. in live interviews, uh, particularly because that's the topic here. Mm-hmm. Um, I met him actually when he was younger. Yeah, okay. Um, when he had he the, seemed uh, more composed the then. Yeah, yeah. Now he than he is now. Yeah. Which, uh, it kind of makes you question. You know what? <laughs> it's funny you say that because I was just about to mention that as well. And I feel like because you're so young and you're so immature and you're naive to everything, mm-hmm. you rely on the adults to kind of steer you towards the right direction. But the minute you hit 18, it's like, okay, you know what? I'm officially an adult. I want to do whatever I want to do. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's like those kids who are like who live so sheltered, you know, when they're younger, but then like they go away far. From school you know far for school rather once they hit 18 or 19 it's like okay cool i'm liberated i want to do whatever i want i can drink whenever i want i can go out and party go have sex all that stuff so i feel like bieber is no exception to that i think he kind of went through that phase so to speak yes but now he's at the point where he needs to be you know caught in a uh, verbal straight jacket so to speak (laughs) 
We're both straight jacked. It's the best way I can put it. What can I say? (laughs) Now, uh, with that being said, let's go on to our third topic. Now, this one's a a bit heavier, I would say. Um, I just thought of a pun for that, but whatever, whatever we want to break it down. This one involves Suge Knight, okay? The uh, former, (laughs) you know, you see where I'm going with this, right? The the former label head of Death Row. Now, um, as you all know, Straight Outta Compton was released uh, about two weeks ago. Great movie. Very great movie. If you haven't seen it yet, what are you doing with your life right now? That's all I got to ask. What are you doing with your life if you have not seen that movie yet? Right? I'm trying to see it twice. (laughs) I want to see it a second time. I would too. I wanted to take my money again. (laughs) Um, Nonetheless... Um, Young Easy, who was the son of Easy E, who was an aspiring artist himself, uh, released an Instagram post uh, earlier this week stating that he feels as though Suge Knight was the one responsible for Easy E contracting the HIV/AIDS virus, and he said this in a quote um, on Instagram, and I quote: "I've been known my pops was killed. His death never added up to me." what people have always said, maybe they think we're idiots or blind to the truth. But for you new fans, youngsters, and people who just don't know much, notice in Straight Outta Compton, Easy did not get sick until after the studio incident with Suge. And look how he acknowledged and admits this on an interview with Jimmy Kimmel, injecting people instead of shooting them is a new thing that's done. The truth is out there. It's just blinded by the fact that Eric had a lot of sex. Hashtag for your mind. Hashtag RIP easy hashtag F should night. Fair enough. Um, now he referred to uh, Jimmy Kimmel. So that goes back to an interview that should Knight had on the Jimmy Kimmel show way back in 2003. So we're talking about 12 years ago. And I watched a clip of this earlier this week and it was basically saying how instead of like just shooting someone or, or just killing someone right on the scene, they have okay. inject them with, uh, with AIDS apparently. And I was watching this clip as he was saying it. And then he said something to the tune of, we call that the easy E. And he said this live on television. And the, wow. and the crowd was just like, oh, oh. And he's just sitting there all being all snarky about it, puffing a cigar like a fake mafia don and everything. So it made me wonder, hmm. did he have something to do with it? Um, Christina, based on what I just read in, in the, the clip that I just told you about, that I told everyone about rather, um, what's your take on this hypothesis, so to speak? Well, like you just said, it is a hypothesis mm-hmm. or a conspiracy even. Um, yeah. But um, something of the far-fetched that, you know, only people in that kind of circle would actually know the, the truth. Yeah. Um, I personally don't think so. Okay. Um, I, I, I think that people are pointing fingers just out of the sake of <coughs> politics and, you know, on my side, his side, and mm-hmm. so on and so forth. Um. But it could be quite possible. Mm-hmm. I don't know when money is involved and, and you know uh, and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. crazy things do happen. Yeah. But um, it seems just a little bit too far fetched. Yeah. I mean, I totally understand where you're coming from. I, for one, personally, wouldn't be surprised if it came to that conclusion because this is a very violent individual, yes. to say the least. We're talking about a man who is. Uh, who possibly conspired in the deaths of both Tupac and Biggie. We don't know that for a fact, but it's very believable to say the least. Uh, we're talking about someone who has handled his business through physicality with other people if he did not see it his way, as we saw in the film, as we have heard in news reports in the past. And earlier this year, this guy was sent to prison uh, for running over two people in an incident 
uh, where they had a disagreement, killing one of those people in the process and also injuring somebody in the process as well. Mm -hmm. And he's currently in prison uh, right now for that on $25 million uh, bail, which no one is going to be able to post. So one can only assume that we cannot, you know, just take that out of the equation. It's a possibility, but it, it does sound possible. it does sound far fetched as well because you're thinking to yourself, what sick individual would do something like that? And where would you even get the syringe from to even And that's where my question is Yeah. Starts. You know, I don't I don't even how is that possible? Where do you obtain AIDS where you can physically put it in a tube to yes. inject someone? I don't I don't know. That's mm-hmm. that goes beyond my knowledge. Yeah. But, um, it is highly possible that, that he would go and do something like that. I, I don't Absolutely. think I don't doubt that. And if that's the case, then what I've been saying about Shug, what we've all been saying about Shug for however long now is, mm-hmm. you know, not far from the truth in that he's a sick individual yes. to say the least. So Shug Knight, <laughs> may God have mercy on you if that is the case indeed. Um, but with that being said, I think it's time to go old school for a minute. Um, are you ready to go old school? Oh, I'm ready. Let's do it. Um, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the Throwback Thursday track of the day. Let's hit it. So you already know how we do on Cool Radio. Hit me up on Twitter at DM underscore cool or cool underscore radio and let me know what you guys want to hear for the Throwback Thursday track of the day. Now, ever since Shanna Akata came out, I've been on my West Coast vibe. All right. Yeah, like I'm more of an East Coast fan of hip hop growing up because I was more into Nas, Jay Z, Slick Rick, A Tribe Called Quest. Uh, yeah, I saw all those guys. But every now and again, you sneak in some West Coast stuff. You know, I'll, I'll groove to it. You know, shouts to the G-Funk era. That was the best era in West Coast music by far. That has yet to be talked. But nonetheless, we're going we're gonna to visit that, that, that funk soul era uh, that the West Coast was able to tap into during that time. And this one comes from uh, the uh, NWA wordsmith Ice Cube. All right. Okay. Off of his... Uh, I believe it was off of his third album, Death Certificate. Uh, This one right here is called Today Was a Good Day. (laughs) So we're going to play that right now because it was definitely a good day for all of us involved. And uh, when we come back, we have the Wankster of the Week. So keep it locked. This is Cool Radio. Yeah. Break
to blast me Saw the police and they rolled right past me No flexing, didn't even look in a nigga's direction As I ran the intersection Went to show dog's house They was watching you on TV raps What's the haps on the cracks? Shake em up, shake em up, shake em up, shake em Roll em in a circle of niggas and watch me break em With the 7, 7-Eleven, 7-Eleven, 7 even back though, little Joe I picked up the cash flow Then we played bowls and I'm yelling domino Plus nobody I know got killed in South Central LA Today was a good day Trying to fuck sister 12th grade It's ironic I had the rule, she had the chronic The Lakers beat the supersonic I felt on the big fat fanny Pulled out the jammy And killed the poop nanny And my dick runs deep So deep, so deep Put her ass to sleep Woke her up around one She didn't hesitate to call Ice Cube The top gun Drove her to the pad and I'm coasting Took another sip of the potion Hit the Everything had worked out Dropped her ass off and then chirped out Today was like one of those fly dreams Didn't even see a berry flashing those high beams No helicopter looking for murder Two in the morning got the fat burger Even saw the lights of the Goodyear blimp And it went ice cubes up pimp Drunk as hell but no throwing up Halfway home and my page is still Today I didn't even have to use my AK I gotta say it was a good day Welcome back to the show, people. You're now tuned into CFRE 91.9 FM and on the World Wide Web at CFREradio.com. It is your man, DM Cool. And welcome back to Cool Radio. Um, I still got my homegirl, Christina Passion, in the building. You already know what it is. And it is that moment that you have been waiting for, ladies and gentlemen, as we reach the overtime edition of this program. <clears throat> Who has entered the shallow walls of the Hall of Shame this week? Who has been crowned the captain of Coonery this week? Ladies and gentlemen, it is my pleasure, as always, to give you the Wankster of the Week. Yeah, you a wankster, and you need to stop 
This week's Wankster of the Week goes to, um, you know what? It's a conjoined Wankster, I'll say this. This goes to none other than uh, boxer Sugar Shane Mosley, boxer Ricardo Mayorga, and the girlfriend of Sugar Shane Mosley. Now, they're all getting this collective Wankster because um, earlier this week, they were promoting a bout between the two boxers. And during the, the weigh-in, which is where the, all the promotion happens, the, the, the press conference and what have you, during this, you know, there's a face-off portion where the two boxers face off and what have you. And then during the face-off, you have um, the entourage of Mosley and, and also the entourage of Mayorga in the middle of it, uh, as well as some of the promoters and organizers of the event. Now, within the entourage, uh, Mosley's girlfriend was with them as well, and she proceeded to bend down in front of Mayorga, all right? Not once, but twice. The second time, Mayorga looked and then patted her on the butt. She screamed, and then with a delayed reaction from Mosley himself, he proceeded to try and choke him out, and that's when the scrum ensued. Now, afterwards... um, I think TMZ was there, and they were the ones interviewing Mosley and the girlfriend of Mosley. And basically, the girlfriend was saying something to the tune of, you know, I'll pay Mayorga $10,000 just for him to tie his hands behind his back so I can slap him up a couple of times. Uh, she also said that she would not be pressing charges for the ass slappery that took place. Now, you're probably asking yourselves, why am I giving this the wankster? I am giving this the wankster because... All of this is fake. I am sorry, but this screams out WWE in and of itself. <laughs> I can't even tell you how fake this looks. First of all, wives' girlfriends are never within that scrum when it comes to the weigh-in. All right, That's one thing that I noticed when I watched it multiple times. Number two, his girlfriend dropped in front of the man twice to bend, some, uh, to bend down and, and grab something. Why would you have to do it twice? I think once would be enough, if anything. And three, and this is the most daunting thing of it all, why, as a woman especially, would you not want to press charges for sexual assault? Why, like, any woman in their right mind would have done it. Hell, the husband or the boyfriend of the woman in question would have done it for them if that were the case. Not to mention you have, you have a whole bunch of cameras who saw this, meaning that there is... Proof and evidence that it was sexual assault. So why not get the charges for that? All they're trying to do is they're trying to promote the fight. They're trying to hype the fight. Now, mind you, this is a rematch between both boxers dating back from 2008. And they try to create hype for it, but they did it in the wrong manner. And I understand why they did it. And it's because of the fact that financially speaking, boxing is a dying sport. With the rise of MMA, especially within the UFC being the dominant league within MMA, you have you know notable personalities like like um, uh, Chael Sonnen, who was formerly of the UFC. You have Ronda Rousey. You have John Bones Jones. You have all these popular names, Anderson Silva, all these popular names who are dominating the sport and dominating headlines in the process. And I get it. Boxing is taking a backseat to that, which is why you have films like Southpaw and also... Uh, Creed coming out very shortly that are trying to promote the sport and trying to make it popular again to the masses. But to orchestrate this type of buffoonery, come on, y'all could have done better than this. I expect this from Vince McMahon and Triple H. Like, I don't expect this 
from boxing. Like, this is like a spit in the face to such boxing greats as Muhammad Ali, Joe Frazier, George Foreman, and, and so on and so forth. Like, none of their wives will ever take that type of BS, none whatsoever. So for boxing to stoop this low, basically saying, we are desperate, we need attention, we need it now, is pretty, is pretty low to say the least. You could have had a boxer get a Kardashian, at the very least. You could have had uh, Floyd, you know, make a rain during that press conference for no reason. You could have done something, anything. But to have, you know, another boxer slap a man's, you know, a man's uh, girlfriend's ass and to have the boyfriend be okay with it. Be like, yeah, you know what, yo, let's just, you know, I'm going to let you slap my girlfriend's ass. We're going to, you know, make a big spectacle out of it and people are going to watch. All I'll say is this. Mostly, if you lose this battle, if you lose this fight coming up, you will be the wankster of the year <laughs> for A, letting another man slap your woman's ass and B, losing the, the, the subsequent fight that follows. So for all intents and purposes, everyone who was involved in this little st- stupid nonsensical fiasco, whatever you want to call it, is getting the wankster. So do all three of you deserve this wankster? Of course. <laughs> and with that being said, we're going to drop it one more time just like this. Hit him with the 50. Christina, what is your take on this? I totally agree with you. I don't know. I think that the, you know, scripted things can be easily spotted out. Oh, yeah. And uh, something like that, something easily spotted Exactly. I mean, and like I was saying, like, leave that to WWE. Like, at least we know that's fake. At least we know it's sports and entertainment. Like, we get it already. But boxing, come on, man. Like, that's that's so whack. They could have done better than that. I'm just saying. But nonetheless, before no, 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 yeah, yeah, you were gonna say. I agree. I agree. Okay, true that, true that. Um, before we go, Christina, um, I know you say you're you're getting a band together, you know, for to create more music and stuff like that. Do we have a possible album EP in in the near future coming soon? Yes, uh, hopefully by the end of this year, it'll mm-hmm. all be pieced together and ready to go. Absolutely, absolutely. Do you have a like a a potential name for the EP that we could uh, salivate on for the time being? <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm, I'm dabbling between a couple, so mm-hmm. I'm not going to make it known right it, now. It's all good. It's all good. We'll, we'll, we'll wait for it. We'll thirst over it. <laughs> um, where can the people reach you on social media? Uh, they got me on Twitter, Sound of Passion, Instagram, Sound of Passion mm-hmm. as well. Uh, Passion Music on my Facebook mm-hmm. fan page. And you can also find me on SoundCloud. All right, and that's what's up. Um, Christina, thank you so much for coming to the show. Thank you. You are welcome to come through anytime. Just <laughs> let me know. Send me that copy of it if you when it comes out. And you already know we're going to blast on the airwaves. You are awesome. I appreciate it. My pleasure. And everyone over here watching, you already know what it is. You can follow me on Twitter at GM underscore cool and cool underscore radio. You can catch all podcasts, all full podcasts on our SoundCloud page uh, at cool underscore radio. You can catch uh, video clips of cool radio. Uh, on uh, at Cool Radio on YouTube, and then uh, follow us and like us on the on the fan page on Facebook, which is Cool Radio. Now, next week is a very special day indeed uh, because we are celebrating the the birthday of yours truly. So, oh, give it up, give it you're, up. You're, you're already, you already know you're give us a cool drop. Hey, hey. So, um, I don't know whether or not there will be a show next week lined up, but I will let you guys know. Because I may decide just to chill out and celebrate. Yeah. Or I could just celebrate on the airways with you guys. So I don't really know yet. But uh, 
I will get you. I'll keep you guys informed on Twitter. So uh, just uh, look at my social media for further updates on that. But nonetheless, we got to go, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in, as you always do on a weekly basis. Um, once again, uh, Cool Radio is a division of Cool Click Media and Entertainment, uh, reminding you guys each and every day that we are creating our own legacies. So with that being said, keep it gravy and wavy. We are out of here. Peace. Cool.